Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in and thank you for listening to Pittsburgh Sunday Morning, a public affairs program shedding the light on the issues, concerns of the greater Pittsburgh area. I'm your host, Johnny Hartwell. Today's guest, the Director of Operations and Secretary for the Blood Science Foundation, Shelley Miss Campbell. Good morning. Good morning. And the President and the CFO and Treasurer of the Blood Science Foundation, Mark Giaquinto. Good, Good morning. morning. All right, so we're recording this program from the Chadwick and Wexford during one of iHeart's uh, blood drives for Vitalant, and I don't want anybody to make the mistake of coming out to the Chadwick and, and wanting to d- donate blood today. This, this show is being recorded, but this is one of iHeart's uh, uh, blood drives, and we want to encourage people to, uh, to donate blood, and that's going to be the main topic today, right? It is. All right, so let's start here. Uh, Vitalant is kind of your parent company? Vitalant's the parent company of the blood portion of the business. Okay. The Blood Science Foundation is a supporting organization to make sure that the Vitalant has what it needs to run efficiently and effectively in this area. See, what's confusing is Vitalant is a relatively new entity. It's it, it's been known as the Pittsburgh Blood Bank, right? Correct. Central Blood Bank. Okay, so Central Blood Bank. So so why the name change? In March of 17, 2017, Central Blood Bank merged with a, the largest independent blood center in the country out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. They're in 40 states and every one of their locations has a different name. Okay, so and it you, makes it you very came up difficult. With one name to, to cover all the. It's entities. easier. It's easier to compete with America Red Cross, who is the largest government subsidized blood center in the country. Okay, this is the largest independent blood center, so they wanted to be able to compete on a national basis with American Red Cross. So when we say Vitalant for Pittsburghers, it's Central Blood Bank. Correct. Yes. Okay. So is that a a, a matter of confusion for a lot of Pittsburghers? It is. <laughs> it is, even though it's been three years. Yeah. It's, it is. The rebranding, though, didn't take didn't take place until September of eighteen. So it's only been a little over a year. Oh, that's true. So it's still fairly new. And Central Blood Bank was such a known and trusted brand in Pittsburgh. So it's going to take a few years to for everyone to understand what happened and to be familiar with the new brand of Vitalant. All right. So Vitalant is the parent company, a Blood Science Foundation. What exactly is that? It's the fundraising arm. So where people donate blood, they go to Vitalant. When they can't or they won't donate blood, they can come to us, the Blood Science Foundation, and still help the cause by making a monetary donation that will go for purposes, blood-related purposes. So if somebody comes in and, let's say, uh, for example, I, I tried to give blood one time. Unfortunately, I was I had the flu. I was I had the antibiotics, and I wasn't able to give. But I could give a donation. That's a, a pretty easy swap to do, right? Absolutely, it's an alternative that we give 
people, there are many reasons why people can't or won't donate blood. Um, and we provide that opportunity for them to still give back without giving their blood. All right. Let me, uh, uh, Shelly, what exactly do you do? So I'm the director of operations. Um, I do, I wear many hats and we all wear many hats where there's only three of us in the, in the foundation in Pittsburgh. Um, I manage the daily operations. Okay. <laughs> um, I make sure that Mark needs what he, what he has, what he needs for meetings. I make sure that we all need, we have for, have what we need for meetings. Um, we, I, I schedule the meetings. We, we prepare for meetings. Um, we uh, have quarterly board meetings and we have quarterly investment committee meetings. So I manage those as well come do radio interviews <laughs> uh, like i said we wear many hats all right mark what is it what exactly what hat do you wear or what many hats do you wear the uh, the best way of saying it is the buck stops here uh, okay. um so i'm responsible for the total operations both financial and operations i'm i report directly to the board of directors of the blood science foundation okay so did the blood science foundation exist even under the name of uh, central blood bank it did it just didn't do fundraising oh Okay, what did it do? It uh, For a long period of time, it was the investment vehicle to invest the money of Central Blood Bank. And then in 2009, we started giving back to the community. So, for example, in the last 10 years, we've given $20 million to research in this area, southwestern PA, to look at research of blood diseases and transfusion medicine practices. $20 million, and I'm sure that's only part of some of the things that you have to come up with. Absolutely. So we did the research. Every year, Vitalant conducts blood drives at high schools in the local area. They make charitable contributions to the high school's scholarship funds. Roughly, last three years, $600,000. That's another piece. What are the scholarships used for? Is that to encourage people to give blood or to participate or to... No. So... Let's say that there was a blood drive at Pine Richland, for example. Based upon how many drives they have during the year, twelve the school year, and how many students present at those drives, there's a matrix that calculates what the charitable contribution is. And so they write a check to Pine Richland's high school scholarship fund, and it's, it's Pine Richland can administer those funds however they want to help their students so in college. So uh, do most schools in Western PA participate in some sort of uh, blood donation? There's about 100. 100. That participate with us. Okay. I, I can't speak what they do. For but there the are plenty person. of schools that may be interested in doing something like that. And All right, so if there's a school listening to us right now and would like to participate in this, uh, in, 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 in I, some sort of blood drive. Vitalin High School Scholarship. Okay, and so where is there a website? You go to your own bloodsciencefoundation.org. Is that where you can find more? They can more they can go to our website www.bloodsciencefoundation.org and they can call us or they can email me. My email is on the contact us page. Uh, what is uh, Blood Science Foundation's relationship with Vitalant? Do you work hand in hand? We do. We're, we're a supporting organization from the IRS's perspective, but what it means is we're independent. But everything that we do, every single thing we do, we do for the sole purpose of advancing what Vitalin's operations does. And blood donations in western Pennsylvania has plummeted in the last 10 years. What are some of those statistics? So in the last 10 years, there's been a 50% decline in blood donors. That's more than 50%. In the last how many? What's, in the what's, last 10 years. 10 years. And with 
And in the last five years, there's been a 30% decline. What is the reason for that? There's many reasons. Um, it's sort of related to what we were just talking about a few minutes ago with why people don't donate. So that's tied to the decline in the blood donation. So let me go over a few of those okay. reasons. So one of our most loyal blood donor groups is the baby boomers. They're the ones that went through the Great War and the, all the other wars, and they know the importance of donating blood. So they donate regularly. Within the last decade, those regular blood donors are becoming patients because they're getting elderly. So they, they need, need blood. blood, and they're not able to give it anymore. I see. So that's, and we have an aging. Everybody always talks about the aging population and the, the size of it in Pittsburgh. That's a major reason. Well, not in addition to all that, but Pittsburgh as a whole, the population is starting to decline. Yes. And that the, the, the population that is still here in Pittsburgh is an older audience. Yes. And those are the ones that need the blood, and that's why. And so uh, what are you trying to do? Uh, you know what? Before we get to that question, I was going to ask you, what are you doing to uh, uh, increase blood donations? What are some other reasons why um, blood donations sure. are down? So also with the decrease in population, some of the larger organizations, the employers, some of them have left within the last 10 to 15 years. Organizations that would hold blood drives like the one we're here at today uh, at least once a year. So some of those organizations are leaving the area because the population has decreased, so we're losing those organizations' annual or biannual blood drives. In other words, the work f- some of these companies the work- have become leaner. Absolutely. And so it's more difficult to have a larger yes. blood donation drive. So let's say uh, a radio station uh, who used to employ 150 people now are doing the same amount of jobs for with 50. Yes. So And, and they're not... And there, it's less people, and then because they're doing more work with less people, the managers are not allowing their employees to leave their work site to go donate blood. So that's a, it's a well, multifaceted that's issue. That's not a good thing. You're listening to Pittsburgh Sunday Morning. I'm talking to uh, Shelly, Miss Campbell, and Mark Giaquinto of the uh, Blood Science Foundation. Um, I have a ton of questions. Um, first of all, um, you were talking about some of the, the reasons why donations are down. You mentioned uh, the fact that the population is starting to get older. Those people um, are, are needing blood rather than giving blood. Uh, companies are getting leaner, so it's more difficult to have mm-hmm. bigger and mm-hmm. larger uh, donations yes. things. What else? Is there any other reasons? There's a few different other reasons. The fear of needles. There's a lot oh, of people that are, that are afraid of needles. Health conditions such as diabetes, high blood pressure, and cancer. Those are things that a lot of people have and a lot of people suffer from. If you're a cancer patient, you're deferred for five years. You have to be cancer-free for five years. And a lot of people think if you are if you had have cancer or had cancer, you can't ever donate again, and that's not true. Okay. Oh, good. That's another question I wanted to ask you. What are some of the misconceptions of people who think that I can't give blood? Good question. Um, one of the um, biggest misconceptions is people that have tattoos. They think that if they have a tattoo, they can't donate ever again in their lives, and that's incorrect. In the state of Pennsylvania, because the tattoo parlors are not regulated, you are deferred for a year. One year. One year. If you get a tattoo in a state that is regulated, you can donate any time after your tattoo. Can you give me an example of a state that is regulated? Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Pennsylvania, one year. Yes. You have a tattoo after that. You, you're more than welcome to, yes. to give blood. Yes. Uh, and more than 50% in the last year, what does that affect? What is, how is that affecting western Pennsylvania? It, we're not taking care of our own. And Pittsburgh 
community we're always we've always been a very proud community we we take care of our own and the message hasn't been shared on a constant basis and that's something that the blood science foundation is trying to change um traditionally blood banks would be afraid of telling people telling the community the public that we need blood we need more blood we need blood every day we need everybody is there a deficit is it meaning that there are patients that that aren't able to get blood the blood center does what it needs to to get the blood to where it needs to go. So, for example, Central Blood Bank last year purchased $20 million of blood from other cities and brought it in to make sure that the patients and surgeries and all that takes place. To make place up for the, the deficit, we have to go to other cities. Correct. And, and that's been happening for multiple years. It wasn't just last year. So right. are there other cities that, um, that are not having those kind of issues? Well, basically across the country, blood donations down everywhere. Okay. However, two things. One, Pittsburgh uh, uses more blood than other comparable size cities because of the le- the high level of tertiary care that we provide here between our health systems. People come from all over the world to get care in, in Pittsburgh. So, so, we, so that's tertiary care. Maybe yes. Somebody so, so who, Pittsburgh is known for their medical, like, you know, the Correct. heart transplants Correct. and things like that. So they come in from, you know, Arizona and everywhere to come in here, and that blood isn't available for those kind of people. So that's one. So we, we go out and we buy the blood that we need to bring in. That's one aspect of it. So what else, what, what is another aspect of it? What else do you have to do? How else are you making up for that deficit? Well, first of all, going back to a point that you made, where do we get that blood? The blood comes from cities where they don't have that level of care, number one, but also rural blood centers, blood centers that are located in non-urban areas. They usually collect more because they don't have that high level of care in their cities. So part of their business model is to sell to urban settings such as Pittsburgh. Tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about what we can do to make up for that deficit. You're listening to Pittsburgh Sunday Morning. We're talking with uh, Director of Operations and Secretary of Blood Science Foundation, Shelley Miss Campbell, and the President of Blood Science Foundation, Mark Giaquinto. You're listening to Pittsburgh Sunday Morning. I'm Johnny Hartwell. Please stick around. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am alive today because people had donated blood. Sophia was in the ICU for um, 60 days, and within that time frame, she had over 60 platelet transfusions. She had 50 blood transfusions. Each one of those transfusions were provided by uh, a lifesaver that was able to um, give her that second chance of life. 
that 60 different people give of their blood, sweat, and tears to help save my life is 100% the reason why I'm alive. I get to be a wife and a mom because people donated blood. I get to experience memories and love my family and see my child graduate from kindergarten and have a bar mitzvah and get to kiss my husband. The things that I probably took for granted before this all happened. That's a couple prime examples of why you should give blood. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Pittsburgh Sunday Morning Public Affairs Program, shedding the light on issues and concerns of the greater Pittsburgh area. Today we're talking about blood donations with Blood Science Foundation. We're talking to the Director of Operations, Shelley Ms. Campbell, and the President, Mark Giaquinto. Um, before the break, we kind of talked about... Uh, the crisis and the deficit of blood in western Pennsylvania. Donations are down over 50%. And we're talking about some of the things you're doing to counteract that. Let's get into some of those details. Um, if somebody is looking to give blood, how many centers do you have in and around western Pennsylvania? There are both. There are fixed sites throughout the, tri- the southwestern PA in different locations. For example, there's one on 4th Avenue downtown. There's one up in the North Hill. There's multiple up in the North Hills. And they can, down in the South Hills. they can get all that off the Vitalans website. website. Okay, good. Uh, in addition to that, there's mobile drives that happen throughout. And Just again, like that's, the one we're at today. Right, yeah. And that schedule can be found on the Vitalant website. How many pints of blood do you need on a daily basis to really kind of secure the need of Western Pennsylvania? On a daily basis, we need 600 blood donations and the average that we get is 250 really yes so it's it's more than 50 percent. so this is really is at Correct. a crisis level is yes and, and you have to and so now we have to go to other cities and and ship that uh blood into pittsburgh which is that's an added expense that we don't have to do absolutely okay i was going to add um, another way that people can donate blood is through our our blood mobile we were just received a sizable grant um, for a new blood mobile, our, our old one was breaking down and it was rusty, and we couldn't. So, for places like this, they have the space. Mm-hmm. Um, there are places that don't have such space. So, we have a blood mobile. It's a it's a big coach bus. It has all of the blood collection equipment already on it. And for those companies and places that don't have this kind of space here, the blood mobile goes to them. So that's another option for donating blood. So you mentioned how companies are having a more difficult time conducting their own blood donation, you know, events. Uh, But with the blood mobile, uh, we come to you. We come. You could go to an organization, even if it has maybe a small workforce. Correct. Okay. What's what's the smallest workforce that you would work with? What uh, the goal is that to use the blood mobile or to run a mobile drive. We really need thirty presenting. Donors. Okay. So it's not so much the size. You could, if you had 30 people employed and all 30 would do volunteer to donate blood, it would work. But if you have an office building and they have like three or four floors, you could combine different companies Absolutely. and have one. You know, let's say, for example, um, in, in Green Tree, we have, uh, you know, eight floors. We could try to, you know, get Absolutely. every floor to make a, a donation. And uh, what other outreach programs do you have? You mentioned high schools. How important is it 
you know, engaging high schools and coming up with donation programs. Engaging the younger population is essential, not just now, but for the future of blood donation. As we talked about earlier on this uh, show, the baby boomers are leaving the ranks faster than the young people are coming into the ranks of donating blood. So therefore... We need to reach out. We need to find out what it will take to attract young people to become regular blood donors. What are some misconceptions and why they don't? You mentioned needles. Is that really a good reason? Because, I mean, we've all faced needles. It's not that big of a deal. And it's also, yes, it may be time-consuming, but if you have a blood mobile and you have a, 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 you know, a, a vehicle parked outside... It only takes, how long does it take? Maybe 20 minutes at most? 20 minutes to a half an hour for and, and a whole blood you, donation. And if you donate platelets, it will take a little bit longer. A little bit longer. And but that's, you know, that's on, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> to bring blood in from other communities, you probably have to uh, work with some sort of grants and other corporations. And that is kind of your end of the deal, right? Our end of the deal is to find the money to allow Vitalin to do whatever it needs to do, whether it's research or its equipment needs. Educating the public on the need for blood donation. So it's all those things. We're the we're the dollar signs that supports Vitalant. You're the you're the green behind the, the red. That's so to it. speak. I love it. Uh, is there any particular corporations you would like to recognize in, in helping Vitalant get the, the blood that the, the Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania needs? Well first and foremost, um, we talked about an awareness campaign that we had we started in April. Vitalin started in April. That was predominantly funded by UPMC and the Highmark Foundation, which is great that they came together. They're working nicely. That's They nice. came together understanding the importance of the blood. And since, the, and since, excuse me, but since the kickoff in April of 2019, blood donations have increased by a total of 6%. And that's a, we're very, very excited about that. But it's something that we need to keep in, in the community's eyes and out front. And it's just the start of something that we want to continue into the future to make the community aware that we need their blood. In addition to UPMC and Highmark, I, there's also the Jack Buncher Foundation. And we've also received a sizable grant from a foundation that's asked to remain anonymous. Okay. But uh, they were the ones that supported Shelley's you can comment. Tell me. You can tell me. Nobody's listening. You can tell us right now. <laughs> no. no, we can't. Okay. <laughs> uh, so here we are in 2020, looking forward. Hey, obviously, we would love to have 100% donations for everything Western Pennsylvania needs. What is your pr- projected goal? The goal that was set up was a 10% increase in year one and then another 10% increase in year two. That's what we, that's what we set out to accomplish. With right, my talent. You're listening to Pittsburgh Sunday Morning. We're talking Blood Science Foundation with uh, Shelley Miss Campbell and Mark Giaquinto. Uh, we talked about um, um, the deficit in Western Pennsylvania. I think it's worth repeating. Donations are down over 50% over the last 10 years. Correct. Let's mention, uh, for people who are just tuning in, the reasons why. One of the major reasons is the, the aging demographics that we have in the area, the baby boomer generation, which is one of our most loyal blood donor groups. They are becoming patients. So instead of becoming blood donors, they are now being blood users. There's one of the other reasons why people can't donate is they go to a part of the world that has um, malaria. 
at the threat of Zika. When someone travels to that part of the world, they are deferred for a year. So that's another reason why people cannot donate. There's Why would you leave Western Pennsylvania? What are the reasons? <laughs> Just look outside. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. Okay. All right. So I'm sorry. I, I digress. What, uh, what are some other um, reasons? There are, there are health reasons. People that have high blood pressure, that have cancer. If you have cancer, you have to be cancer-free for five years before you can donate again. So 10 years ago, was those impediments in place? If, if, if Were they taking blood from people who had high blood pressure or you know had, were on medication or things like that? Those have been in place for many years. Okay. Um, the Zika thing was That's relatively new. within the last five years. It was all over the news. That is relatively new, and that is a FDA-mandated regulation that all all blood banks must follow. All right, so let's talk about uh, talk about what people can do if they're interested in giving blood. You can go to the Vitalant website. The Vitalant website provides the community blood donor centers, and it also provides um, the mobile schedule, and um, they can also come in and schedule their own appointment. They don't have to go to something that's already scheduled. They can come into And Vitalant, we talked about this. Vitalant is kind of the rebranding of Central Blood Bank blood organizations all now under one name by talent had 40 blood centers well, i'm sorry multiple blood centers in 40 states and they wanted to create a national brand one name Correct. so it's, it's easier to Correct. you know uh, to uh, publicize the fact that, that blood is needed how desperate is the need for blood in western pennsylvania desperate is a interesting word um I, th- I think it's different at different times. There's always a need, given we only collect for less than 50% of what we need. Right. But specifically, the worst times for the blood bank is summer and between Thanksgiving and New Year's, the holiday season. The holiday season, people are busy. So and in during we're outside traveling. of holiday season. And, and during the summer, they're, they're traveling, traveling, and the high schools aren't in se- session. Oh, okay. Let me share another misconception um, about blood. We all remember the Tree of Life shooting. Sure. A little over a year ago, in October of 2018. Mark and I went before that happened. We would go to appointments and we would talk about how long it takes for blood to be tested. Blood needs to be tested for 36 to 48 hours before it can be safely transfused into a patient. Before the synagogue shooting, we would mention 9/11. We would mention the Las Vegas shooting, and thankfully nothing has ever happened in Pittsburgh. Um, and after such such a tragedy you always see the people lining up around the block to give blood that blood that people give after such a tragedy is not being used right away because it needs to be tested like i just said so although we're very very thankful for those people who want to give back after the tragedy it's the blood that's already on the shelves that saves the the lives of the victims so when the synagogue shooting happened all of the victims and even the shooter himself were treated with blood that people had given days before it ever happened and you never know when it's going to happen so that's something that we try to share with people that it's needed every day and that's why regular blood donation is so very important to our community all right so we only have a couple of minutes left let's talk about some of the fundraisers that you have uh that coming up in 2020 so in the in 2020 we will have a function in latrobe at the selva station uh, called the Taste of the Good Life. Okay. It's on April 23rd. Okay. So we'll be doing that. And then the we will be having a signature event in October to recognize youth philanthropists in this area. It'll be the first one. It'll be our inaugural event here. 
That'll be held on October 7th. And what is that called? That is called Next Up Awards Pittsburgh. Okay, I was going to ask about Next Up. So, and that so. will be held at Lamont. All right, and, and what's the goal there? It's mixture. One is to recognize the youth of today that are doing things in southwestern PA that you don't hear about. Right. Uh, and it's an avenue for us to continue to get our message out as to we need blood and here's what we do. And again, just the ongoing awareness to the southwestern PA of what's needed and where we stand. Okay, is there, uh, we've got about a minute left. Is there anything else you want to cover before we sign off? Not really. I, I would just end it by, th- again, thanking everybody who, I- who are regular blood donors, number one. Number two, if you're not a regular blood donor but you don't meet any of the items that we t- talked about here, you could donate. And if for any reason you can't or you won't, for whether it's needles or anything else, travel, business, whatever, we provide you an alternative to help the cause in southwestern PA by making a monetary donation to the Blood Science Foundation. To make it simple, if you can't give blood, you can always give money. Is somebody who does give blood, how often can they give blood? 56 days. 56 days. So yes. they, could, they could easily give blood six times a year. Absolutely. And for people who donate platelets, that's every seven days. Of course, you can give money every day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, we will continue to invest in our local colleges and universities and hospitals to conduct that research in, in the future also. And one of the messages that we that we share on a regular basis is the, that type of community feedback and support that we give, the research, the high school scholarship funding that, that we and the blood bank do, those programs are at risk because of the $20 million that we need to spend annually because we don't collect enough blood. And like I said at the beginning of the of the interview, Pittsburgh is a proud community. We like to take care of our own. And sure. that's one of the things that we're trying to, we're tugging at the people's heartstrings and we're trying to make them understand. And this is a new message for people to hear. When we share a message, their jaws drop. People do care in Pittsburgh. So they just need to hear it enough and understand the urgency of the need for blood. So if you give blood, please give more. Yes. Uh, if you don't give blood, you can always give money. Yes. That's it. It makes a big difference and especially in this community that desperately needs it. Absolutely. Mark Giaquinto and Shelley Miss Campbell of the Blood Science Foundation, thank you so much for doing this. Thank Thank you. you. If you have any comments, concerns, or an idea for a future program, please email us from this radio station's website. If you'd like to re-listen to this program as a podcast or share its content, it's now available on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Johnny Hartwell, and this is Pittsburgh Sunday Morning. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.